This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast, the EPL edition, back after an international break and delighted to say that I'm joined by the two main men. First up, Mr. Nigel Seeley. Nigel, how's it going? Yeah, I had another international break as well. I have more international breaks than the, the Premier League at the moment. It's quite, it's quite nice. And I'll just come back from a nice few days in Rome. Very nice. Um, all good, mate. Looking forward to the Premier League. It's horrible, isn't it, when the, when the international break comes along. You try to get excited about the England games for me. And then I, I know the second half was quite a good gun against Germany, but the other the other sort of three halves of the three matches were absolutely dreadful. You know, and, you, and, and I can't motivate myself to have bets on, on Kosovo and Montenegro <laughs> and things like that. I'm looking forward to the World Cup when I will start having raging, but a lot of these things I've got no interest in. Yeah, even with the UEFA Nations League, it, it can sometimes get a little bit mundane, kind of international football. Uh, Jack, how are you, mate? Welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Thanks much. Yeah, great to see you too, Harry. Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah. How are you keeping? Not too bad. Not too bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. Looking forward to this weekend's North London. Oh, I'm sure you are. Which I'm sure (laughs) we'll we'll touch on at some point in the show. Um, I'm looking at the two picks, uh, two sets of picks that you guys have uh, have put down again this week. And again, we've got some similar ones. Uh, We've got sort of eyes on pretty much uh, some of the same games. I'll start with you, Nigel. Uh, let's come to you first on the game between Leicester City and Nottingham Forest, because I know both of you have an opinion on this one. Yeah, you're starting in uh, in reverse order in time order. This one's the late game of, of the week rather than one of the early games. Um, I think if you look at this match, you just cannot see anything other than goals. Um, I think Jack will probably come on and give you the, the stats on the goals, which I'll, I'll sort of go and he'll probably break it down a bit further. But even the line of uh, minus 153 on over two and a half goals, I think that's got to be a bet. Uh, already this season, this game is probably a relegation match. I think Leicester are involved in the relegation battle. I don't care what you say. I think they're in serious trouble. So this, a lot of people would look at this game and think potentially they, they might be a little bit cautious because there's so much at stake. I don't think that is in these two sides' nature. Um, Leicester just cannot defend set pieces. Their record from corners, their record from free kicks, you know, anybody with any height or anything can put a decent ball into the box. They're going to cause Leicester problems and not enough Forest do score goals. The one thing they do, do score goals. Um, the other thing with Leicester is that the goalkeeper is absolutely diabolical. I mean, he's, he's useless. Um, they're really missing Kasper Michael, hugely missing him. And he's, he's got an error in him every single time he goes to the pitch. So, you look at this game, if you look at the stats, I mean, Leicester have conceded 21 goals, or 22 goals in the Premier League, I think it is, which is the highest of any other team in the Premier League. Um, Nottingham Forest have conceded 14, Bournemouth have sandwiched between the two of them. But in the last three Nottingham Forest games, 16 goals have been scored and some real, real naive defending in, the, in those goals as well. So when you look at the two sides, the one, the one thing about Leicester as well, the other thing you're going to say is that Okay, they're, they're conceding goals, but they're scoring goals. I mean, Madison is still the, mo- the most creative midfielder in the Premier League. You know, how he's not in the England squad at the moment we, is a mystery to me. He's obviously 
doesn't see eye to eye with Gareth Southgate and his refusal to pick him is, is something that surprised me when we need a lot of flair. He's the most creative player in the midfield in the Premier League at the moment with his assists and, and the goal ratio. But they've scored 10 goals, you know, which is more than Manchester United, which is more than Chelsea. So Leicester concedes at least a, a goal a game or two a game when they play. But they, they are good for a goal as well. And you've got to remember, 10 goals have come and not one of them has come from Jamie Vardy. He was my pick to be the top Premier League goal scorer. I mean, it, it could, some players suddenly rely so much on their pace and all of a sudden it just goes and they, they're finished overnight. I think there's a combination between that and obviously I think there's a combination of the fact that he's misses those $6 million, dollars, <laughs> which is which is going to play on his mind as well. It's certainly playing on my mind. If my misses over $6 million, I won't be able to perform very well on the football pitch. Um, so that that's, that's a little bit of a, a, a worry. But if you're still scoring 10 goals without your main goal for it, if he does get one, he can go on a run and score. So I just think this game's set up for goals. I think defensively, I think they'll both go toe-to-toe. I don't think they'll sit back despite being a relegation battle. And I fancy goals here. Over two and a half goals, minus 153. Six of Leicester's seven games in the Premier League have been over two and a half goals. And as I say, in Nottingham Forest's last three Premier League matches, 16 goals have featured. Just don't see how this cannot produce goals. Over two and a half goals. Jack, you've also got a similar view on this game, um, but you've gone one further in terms of the, the overs market. Talk to us about your selection and your thought behind it. Yeah, I'm, I've gone down the route of, of cards in this one. Um, it is a relegation battle. Um, I think you put some key ingredients into a game, which would then normally mean that you're going to lightly get a bit of a feisty one and you're going to find that there's going to be cards in it. And this has pretty much got everyone that you can think of. It's, it's a local derby. Um, these sides aren't separated by many miles at all. So uh, um, this is... what. Gary Lineker has called it the biggest East Midlands derby there is. Um, I think there's some actual derby fans that might have something to say about that. Um, and and as Nigel said, it is a relegation battle without a shadow of a doubt. Um, both managers are under pressure as well. Brendan Rodgers, obviously, there's no win and just one point this season. Like, incredible, so bad. And as you say, that Nigel said, they're shipping goals alarmingly and they seem to get in games. They obviously took the lead against um, Brighton. And get through that away, ended up losing 5-2. They went one worse against Spurs, got back in it twice and lost 6-2. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible. Um, and, of course, Steve Cooper at Forest raved about last season, has come in, spent a shed load of money and brought in 20-plus players. And one win under the, uh, to their name this season. He's obviously got an owner who's already sacked his manager of Olympiacos, the, the club that he owns in uh, as well. So he's warmed up his, his trigger finger. So both these managers wouldn't be surprised if whichever one loses this will end up being gone um, come, come um, well, Monday night, Tuesday morning, as this game's on Monday night. Um, it is a Monday night game as well, which under the lights, big TV affair in the UK will also add that extra spice to it as well. Referee, decent form, 16 cards in four games this season in the Premier League. Um, he started off quite slow with two. Since then, he's gone 5-5-4. Five, five, uh, the first game that kind of got him on that run. Um, I do like referees with nice card form uh, for this sort of bet. Uh, it was a Forest game. Uh, he showed five yellow cards in that one. That was against West Ham, so another side that are, are, are struggling. Um, and he showed four to Forest in that. They've got 20 yellow cards this season so far. Only Fulham have got more yellow cards than them. As I say, it's set up perfectly for, for this. So over three and a half cards at minus 125 was my pick for this game. Nice one. Um, you mentioned West Ham there, Nigel. Let's move on to the West Ham game. Uh, they take on Wolverhampton Wanderers, one of the teams that you enjoy betting on most, I would say. 
just based I don't on enjoy the time it. So, I don't enjoy <laughs> betting on their games. I think it's the wrong word. I well, bet it for most. Yeah. I don't enjoy any of it. I don't even watch any of it. I go out. I don't. I like. Well, they're certainly a <laughs> team that are always on your radar. As I've and, always um, said to you, there's one thing I hate in life, and that's going shopping with the missus, and um, <laughs> especially IKEA. It's one of the. I just oh. cannot stand going to IKEA, but I'm happily go to IKEA when walls play. I am. Um, I, I, they're dull. I mean, and even the, the most ardent Wolves fan will, will find it very difficult to disagree with me. Uh, they brought in Diego Costa to, to sort of um, get their goal ratio up a little bit. Whether he, whether he's capable of doing it, I know we get the bookings up a bit, but whether he'll get it up in in in, in the goal ratio, I'm not quite sure. The manager, it's all that manager under pressure. The Wolves manager is under massive pressure as well. I mean, I think he could he could go if he is another disappointing uh, performance here. The problem is what have Wolves got? I, don't, I just don't see what Wolves have. I mean, they're, they're very solid at the back. You know, they've always been solid back. Decent goalkeeper, but attacking-wise, I don't think they've got really anything in, in, in a goal-scoring capacity. Some very nice, gifted midfielders who, who were good on the ball. But they're a side that, to me, have just aged again. You know, they, they were a bit of a breath of fresh air when they came into the Premier League, what, six or seven seasons ago. Played some great football, got a lot of plaudits. But they're going backwards very fast at the moment, Wolves. Um, and what they've done, this manager builds it on this, this fantastic rearguard effort to, to make it really, really ugly, really, really difficult. And you try to break us down. And that is how they play. And West Ham are struggling themselves for form and goals. I mean, West Ham have only scored one goal at home this season. Wolves have only scored one goal away from home this season. You can see where I'm going with this one. I mean, all West Ham's home games have been under two and a half goals. Um, in the last two uh, Wolves games, it was a nil-nil draw away on the road. It was a nil-nil draw at Bournemouth. And a one-nil defeat at Tottenham. The only game that's gone over was the opening day of the season when I bet that game was the unders. You know, that's the that's that's my luck with Wolves. We've been really unlucky on the draws with Wolves games. I mean, forty-four minute goals, forty-five minute goals have, have, have cost us to, when we looked like we were going to cash on both of those. But I just think under two and a half goals here is, is a is a is a great bet. Um, minus one thirty-four. Um, I know that. That Jack has a very similar angle, or well, exactly the same angle on this game. But you know, if you you go on about my my nil nil at, at Wolves games, we we tell you week in and week out the Wolves draw more games at half time than anybody else. Um, last season, the two sides met. Both were one nil wins. Um, one nil win for Wolves at Wolves. One nil win for West Ham at West Ham. And both were nil nil at half time. Uh, the nil nil again at half time here is plus one eighty five. And the draw at halftime is is a very big looking plus one fourteen when you take in all the stats. I mean, I, I don't see how that market can ever be plus money when they don't play a, a big a big team, you know, like a, a Chelsea or Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, th- those kind of teams, uh, or Liverpool. So I, I'm amazed that you can still get the, the tie at plus one fourteen. And I know that they bet Rivers are probably doing it because they've got people's money in the last two weeks, but they were lucky to get the money. A forty fifth minute. 46 minute goal going against us. We're lucky to get the money. So I'm just going to, I would, I would be tempted by that tie again at plus 114, but I've got some bad memories in recent weeks of that and I'm not going <laughs> to the well again. But I am going to go for under two and a half goals. Under two and a half goals here is a minus 134. Um, just find it impossible to see where they're going to be goals, especially Wolves goals. I mean, West Ham, my, my likelihood of the win here will be 1 0 to West Ham, but um, I can't see Wolves going. Jack, you've gone with. Literally exactly the same pick. So do you agree? Do you obviously agree with that? Yeah, yeah. This, you can't not agree with that. To be honest with you, if you were given a fistful of dollars this weekend and said go and stick it on any bet, this would be the one, hands down. <laughs> wouldn't need to look anywhere else. Under two and a half goals, just lit up. When I checked the prices, I was surprised to see it at minus one thirty-four. I did look at both teams to score no which is, if you want a bit more of an aggressive play, it's minus 117. Obviously, we're going up in stages there. But 
both scored three goals this season in total. Absolutely ri- ridiculously low. They look terrible. Either side of um, both sides of say either side of the dotted line, the relegation zone. So again, a massive relegation scrap. Um, whereas the other one looks open. This one just looks like it's going to be a scruffy, nasty, low-scoring affair. I think like talk about Wolves' defence. They they got beat three 0 last time out against Man City. But to show you what their defence is like, they were down to 10 men for an hour and they still only conceded one goal in that period of time, uh, which for me is kind of more of a testament to how they can defend than if they got a nil-nil against Southampton or something like that. So shows you what they can do, um, which say isn't entertaining in any way, um, shape or form. But um, again, pressure on both managers, as Nigel said. Um, none of the strikers are playing. It's a desperation move bringing Diego Costa in. It's first game in a year if he plays. Um, and, and like I say, it's just because he's he's got some kind of presence up front and he was available, which <laughs> why he's been brought in. It's, it's terrible. Skamaka we've mentioned before for West Ham. He's not really even given a chance. He's made one start in the league this season. And we've also touched on the fact that it is hard for a, a striker from Serie A or, or, or like other major leagues to come in and make an impact. But he's not getting any game time, so it's making it even harder for him. Um, Bowen, it's not quite second season syndrome because I think it's his third season now in the Premier League. But he's having that that struggle and last season he was like the shining light got an England call up as a result of it this season no goals no assists of course coaches are going to go there's one one person that's we've got to stop for West Ham and that's Jared Bowen he was their kind of influence last season the analysts will work out how to do it and so far that that's happened so Nothing more to add. It's a, a looks like a real dour battle. If we're lucky, there'll be one goal to decide it. Um, and uh, if not, yeah, so that nil-nil looks a, looks 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 a shoe in, really. To be fair, and I say Nigel's already touched on his half-time scores, which uh, or results, which uh, look great bet. But played it safe under two and a half goals as well, minus one thirty-four. Nice one. Sticking with the uh, theme of London clubs, uh, we've just been talking about West Ham there, Nigel. Uh, let's come to your third pick, which is in in the game, sorry, uh, between Crystal Palace and Chelsea. This is a really interesting one. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Crystal Palace on the Asian handicap plus three quarters of a goal here. So half your unit is on plus half a goal and the other half is on Palace plus one. I don't see Chelsea capable of winning by two or more goals in this match. I, I, I really don't. Um, Palace are a team that I thought would do quite well and they've sort of stuttered along at the moment, haven't they? I mean, the first game of the season against Arsenal, they were pretty dreadful. I was very confident to get something from that. They didn't. Uh, I think it was more Arsenal playing brilliant in the first half and then uh, Palace being very poor and very slow out the traps. But since then, they've played well. I mean, they played really well against Man City, raced into a 2-0 lead and just they were a boxer on the ropes, weren't they, for the last sort of 50 minutes and then they, and then they just sort of gave away all, all those goals late on. But um, they're, they're, they're playing good football in patches and they're capable of beating anybody at home. Or well, they are. I keep saying this. You know, they're, they're capable of beating teams at home. And, and, I, and I think this is a really, really good time to play Chelsea. I think Chelsea look a bang average side to me. I mean, I, on, currently on, on the, the form, I, I think Chelsea are going to find it hard to break, make the top six, I do. I, I, I know Graham Potter is a, is a fantastic manager. Uh, he's done wonders at Brian, absolute wonders. But this is, for me, this looks the wrong fit for the wrong guy. Uh, I, I don't know. I, he, he looks like an England, future England manager, tactically very astute. I know he wants to test himself on the biggest level, but I think this is the wrong club for him. I really do. Uh, I think he's more of a Tottenham guy. I think, you know, he's more of a, just Chelsea's just a very, very funny club to go to. And, I, and I've got a feeling that he might regret this in in, in six months' time. 
they were going through a transitional stage at the club. The players that brought them, they brought in. Well, who brought the players in? That's the question. Did the owner bring the players in? We've had a, the years of Abramovich, and now we look like they're going through a similar kind of transition with the new owners as well. And also, I think it's just a really good time to play Chelsea. I mean, their away form in the Premier League this season has been dire. I mean, a 3 0 loss at Leeds, a 2 1 defeat at Southampton. And uh, what was it? 1 0. They lost 1 0. So, oh, they won 0 in the Champions League, didn't they? Lost 1 0 in the Champions League against at Zagreb, which was just unheard of for Chelsea to go to a place like that and lose. So, on the road, they're really struggling. At home, their last game against West Ham, they were very fortunate to get a win. I mean, they, West Ham played really well the second half. They, they were they had a, they were all over the place. And then a dubious goal uh, was disallowed right at the last minute uh, when West Ham should have got a, an equaliser. But they scored late to win that game. And then they conceded late against Salzburg, a 1-1 draw at home to Salzburg. I mean, that isn't a kind of form of Chelsea. And they're being priced up in this match, not far off what they would have been last season. I don't think there'd be much in it. And Chelsea are a vast, vast different team from what they were this time last year to what they are now. So I think Palace don't get humiliated. I wouldn't be surprised to see Palace get a draw. And the other big factor, this is the biggest factor of all, I'm almost missed the biggest factor of all. The biggest factor of all, is that they play AC Milan on Wednesday night in the Champions League. Now, that is massive. If they lose that game, then their Champions League hopes are, 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 are all but over. So, if really, you've got to look at it. The manager's now spending money. The club is tinkering on whether they can go spend more, more money or what they're going to do. They're in, in, they're in a real different, difficult stage. And he's got to look at it and think, right, OK, what's the most important thing? And I think now the, the match against Milan on Wednesday is much more important than, than this game here. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this be a draw. We know how many times over the years ahead of Champions League games you want to oppose, oppose the teams playing. If you bet teams at minus money over the years in, in fixtures like this, you will end up losing your money over a period of time. There's better times to get with Chelsea and everything to me points, in fact, that uh, Palace will get something from this game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it be a draw, a 1-1 draw, something like that. But I, I would be more surprised if... if if you saw Chelsea win 3-0 or 2-0 win. So that's why I'm going to go with the plus 0.75 because I only lose half the stake if Chelsea do grind out a goal by one goal margin. I think if Chelsea are 1-0 up or they're 2-1 up late on, I think he'll make a few changes and he'll protect the players for Wednesday night and he'll just be set, try to settle for what he's got. And I don't see any reason why Chelsea will push on to win 3-4-5. So I'm going to go for Palace plus 0.75 against the Chelsea side who are dreadful on the road. Nice one. Uh, good stuff. Let's come back to you, uh, Jack. Fulham, Newcastle. Yeah, I'm siding with the home team here on a, on a plus handicap. We're getting plus quarter of a goal here at minus 118. Um, watch Fulham's last game, which seems a long time ago now, against Forest. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Really entertaining watch. Um, and uh, it was something a bit different from Fulham because they've only conceded the first goal a couple of times. and They did on that night. And um, unlike the previous time when they lost to Spurs, they they bounced back from that and kind of went into overdrive, scored three goals in like six minutes, and um, and and kind of sort of put put the game to bed. Although they had to like they kind of fend off a bit of a late rally from Forest, but that would be good for them. Show them they can go and do that. They can go and get a, a result um, having fallen behind. And also, it was the first game this season that they've had more possession than the opponents. So. We've said previously, we liked what we've seen from Fulham this season. They've looked very strong. They've come up into the league and felt like they belong there, um, which hasn't possibly been the case before. Played well. Silver's done well. Got them playing well. Got a system that's been successful. Uh, and I say, it was nice to see them win in a different style as well. So that that's uh, that was a massive positive. And also, Nigel 
pick on me again for the fact that I'm mentioning Mitrovic, the man Mitrovic. But um, no, he's, good he's for them. News. He's old news. <laughs> I'm not bothering him. Last season, he's finished. Well, that's all right. Um, it's, uh, it was good for them to go and score three goals and get a win without Mitrovic getting on the score sheet. So, again, proof that they don't have to rely on him to do that. He's obviously gone away this uh, international break and scored another hat-trick. So, again, kept his form running to take into this game. And obviously, this one's against a, a former club. So, uh, again, added motivation for him to keep his uh, his scoring record in the Premier League going strong. Um, they're unbeaten at home. Um, I think they set the tone for that season with that opener against Liverpool, where people possibly feared that they might go and, uh, and get a hammer in. But um, we're unlucky just to get a point in the end. Took the lead twice in that. And, and have since then gone on and win that other two home games. So strong form at Craven Cottage, which is which is a massive bonus. You're looking to stay in the league. I think they've got, they're beyond that. We've mentioned again before, mid-table, top 10. They're looking that kind of side at the moment. Um, they beat Brentford at home. They're the only side to have beaten Brighton so far this season. That was at home as well. So a, a feather in their cap for that one. Um, and as far as Newcastle concerned, um, probably a bit of a disappointing season for them so far. They've only won once. Um, drawn a lot, drawn five games and, and only lost one. So obviously, if it is a draw, we have got the positive plus, say, quarter of a goal on our side here. So we'll still pocket some profit from from the result, even if Fulham don't win outright. So a draw wouldn't be a massive surprise. So, we'll, so I'm going with a little bit of caution in it. Um, away from home, Newcastle, um, possibly a little bit unlucky at Liverpool, not to get a point, but they still lost. Um, well, obviously, that very late goal there. Um, Drew at Wolves, which we've been through Wolves already. Didn't need to go into more detail with that one. But we're lucky to get a point at Brighton. Um, Brighton dominated that game, missed a handful of chances as they do. Um, so yeah, not all, you know not all is right with Newcastle as far as getting the positive results concerned. And, and you know, largely down to they've had some bad injuries, haven't they? They've lost key players. Alan Samaxaman, obviously is the main one. Gimirish as well. Callum Wilson. Um, I know. Uh, the first two, they were doubtful still for this one. Wilson, I think, might be rushed back in because obviously they've got Isaac, who's now got injured in the international break, who was kind of their their saviour in the last so couple of weeks. He's now out injured. So probably Wilson's coming back a little bit ahead of schedule. But um, for me, I say it all points towards Fulham continuing that momentum and being able to get them on that plus quarter of a goal looks like a good, good um, bet for me, minus 118. Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's uh, let's shift the focus a little bit because um, there are two cracking derbies as well going on in the Premier League this weekend. Now, none of you have uh, picked anything from those games, uh, but we've got to talk about them at least briefly. I'll come to you, Nigel, first. The Manchester derby, of course, uh, takes place on Sunday. The North London derby takes place on Saturday. Let's do it in chronological order then. Let's go North London derby. Any thoughts on this one? Any leans at least on this one? Um, I think this is um, a massive, massive game for both clubs. Uh, huge, huge match. You know, you, you're the North London expert in this, but this is probably the most, one of the most important ones for years because I think both two sides now are at a point in in their they're very. It's the cigarette paper between the two teams. Nothing. This is the closest they've, they've been matched for many, many years, and I think it's a it's a crucial stage to see really who, how far this is going to go. It could it, it, Arsenal season could all go pear shaped in four games. Same with Tottenham. Or they could go on a monumental run towards a Premier League campaign to, to title. And this game is a defining stage of that to see exactly where these two sides are. Are they real contenders or are they not? So I think this is going to be cagey. 
I really do. I think this is going to be an edgy game because I think the importance of the game, not only being a North London derby, the fact that this is a real, real big stage. And it's a big stage for Arsenal because they've got two big games coming up, haven't they? They've got Liverpool as well, which is going to shoot. Sh- sh- we all know exactly where Arsenal are by the end of or the beginning of, uh, of October. So I, I think this is interesting. Big plus for Arsenal. There's a couple of pluses. The, the big plus for them is that their, their record at home is phenomenal this season. They've won every single game. The other big plus for them is that Tottenham have, again, which is another crucial Champions League game after the defeat they had in the last round in, in, in Portugal. And they've got to go to Germany, which is a tough arse. You know, so, so that's weighted in favour of Arsenal. But that's reflected in the odds. Arsenal plus 105, Tottenham plus 250. If you ask me for a lean, I've got to go for the draw. I think plus 270 to draw has got to be the, the, the angle. I think it's the biggest three out, price outcome of the three. And I think it's probably the most likely, given the circumstances where the two sides. I think both I think both teams will be very happy with a point. I think in another stage, going, obviously, they both want to win, but I think they'll both be delighted with the point. The other thing in the angle is goals. I mean, if you look at goals, I mean, Arsenal have scored at least two goals in every single one of their Premier League games this season, which is phenomenal, really, which shows you how much things have changed at Arsenal back to being entertaining. I mean, last two or three years, there haven't been so many entertaining games at Arsenal, but there's enter- there is entertainment again. And Tottenham, with Son now coming back and scoring a hat-trick in, what, 15 minutes, they've got goals in them. I think they've only, only one game in the Premier League this season where they haven't scored two goals as well. So goals are on the menu as well. Um, over two and a half goals is minus 148. But for a lean... And a bit of pizza money. We're going to go on the Desmond 2 2. The old 2 2, 11 to 1. That'll do for me. Nice one. 2 2. Interesting. I hope. I think you're right, though. I think the key point that you make there is I think that it's more important for both these sides not to lose this than it is to win. I think both of them will be quietly happy with a point if that's the outcome. Uh, Jack, any thoughts on this one before we look at the Manchester derby? Well, I was about to jump in and disagree, actually, because Nigel was going cagey. I thought, oh, oh, right. We've got a difference of opinion. My bet that I had down was over two and a half goals, both teams to score. So it, as it turns out, unfortunately, everyone we've agreed on this one by the looks of it. Absolutely sensational game. I can't wait as a neutral. I'm sure you can't wait as a um, more um, biased uh, spectator. Um, but no, absolutely. Um, 7.30 Eastern time, this one kicks off. Worth setting your alarm for in America. Obviously, it's the early kickoff in the, in the UK on, on on Saturday lunchtime. So great way for us to start the weekend football. Just going to be a brilliant game, I think. I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. The, the, the worry I've got about this game from an Arsenal perspective is it feels to me like it could turn out like the game at Old Trafford where Arsenal had all of the ball, squeezed up the pitch, but struggled to really convert that possession into chances and into goals subsequently. And I worry that Tottenham are very good at controlling games without having the ball, keeping people at arm's length. So, you know, it, I, I, I slightly lean towards the more cagey side of it as well, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I mean, cagey. I meant like in terms of like the draw. I think it'd be, an, mm. I think it'd be an open game. But I think if it's if it's a, if it's two two with about twenty with about fifteen minutes left, I think the intensity levels might drop a little bit, and both sides might think we'll, we'll take a point here. Take a point. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's flip it to the Manchester derby then. Uh, I'll come to you first, Jack, on this one. Uh, Manchester United taking on their old uh, rivals or local rivals, Manchester City. There's a, a, a real golfing class between these two sides at the moment, though, isn't there? Yeah, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, we've got United off the back of four successive wins. They'll take some confidence, certainly a lot more confidence than they've had for a long time into this one. Obviously, the bit that 
buzz now under Ten Hag. They've kind of found a little bit of a way of playing. They're going to be a bit, it's going to be counter-attack. We know what we're going to get with City, loads of the ball possession. Um, 72% they average at home, so possibly not that much, but we're going to expect them way up in the 60s, I'd have thought. And then say United will be happy to sit in deep, sit compact and look to spring on the counter. One thing looking for a positive for United is is possibly if Rashford's fit, you've got Rashford, Sancho, weren't on international duty this week, so have been rested. Um, so will be able to be used to their max going forward on the counter. But um, yeah, you expect it's going to be a fairly steady stream of Man City pressure, um, plenty of shots. And obviously they've got Holland, you know, and they've got a different angle that they've had over the last few seasons that they can go a bit more direct. They can put a cross into the box. And I just don't see how this United defence still, I'm not convinced. Um, we, we, we've talked about Martinez and his, his like inability in the air. Will you know Pep be kind of focusing on that? Are they going to exploit that? I think there's a good chance of that happening. As far as finding a betting angle on it, it's quite tough. The prices, as always with City, are prohibitive. You you're going to be looking at um, trying to maybe combine angles or go into something which is going to be uh, reflective of their dominance. So maybe a corner count or something like that. Um, I don't. I think it's going to be not as high scoring as possibly the expectation is and look, the prices are reflected on it. I just had to tinker around with a few, few of the bets myself and I think City will win, but I think it might be a, a more of a narrow win than a convincing like four nil kind of demolition. So you can get something like a City win and under four and a half goals. Um, I'd say just under like even money. So I think that might be a, might be a way into it. But um, for me, it's not a betting heat um, one to watch and, uh, and, and with interest. Nigel, what about you on this one? I think it's really hard to have a bet. Really, really difficult. I mean, obviously, Man City are overwhelming famous, minus 286. Uh, you've got to look at the Haaland factor and you've got to think, well, should we bet Haaland to score any time? He's minus 180. Haaland to score the first goals, plus 250. All possibly, all probably going to happen, but are there any value to happen at those prices? Not at all. I wouldn't be betting them anyone's money. Um, the, the, the plus point for Manchester United is that, obviously, again, we talk about teams ahead of the Champions League. Man City have Champions League, but they play Copenhagen at home. I mean, come on, like, that could be 10-0. You know, that really could be anything. So that 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 is not... You know, what, that is a positive for Man United. When you see the opponent, you think, oh, no, why couldn't they have a tougher game? But that's that's not going to help. Um, I slightly agree with Jack in the terms that some games you look at and think to yourself, this has got goals written all over it. It doesn't pan out that way. This game could potentially be one of those matches. So I was looking at, very similar to Jack, I was looking at areas where we can get with Man City, but without minus 286, I was looking Man City to be leading at halftime. Man City's leading at halftime is minus 180. So that's even low. And I thought the best way to probably get with them, I mean, their home form this season is one in the league, Premier League, is 1-6-0 win, 1-4-0, 1-4-2 win. Uh, the game against Newcastle, uh, sorry, the game against Crystal Palace was was a strange one. Palace got two goals and then they, they fought back. But they've been pretty good defensively at home this season. Uh, I know they've dropped goals in the Champions League, but at home in the Premier League. And the opposition hasn't been as good as Manchester United. But I probably think the best way you want to get with Man City at a nice price would be that Man City to win to nil. That pays plus 150. When you think that plus 150 Man City to win to nil or minus 286 to win the match, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to bet on the game. I wouldn't have a bet on the game. But if you were looking to have a bet and you wanted to get with Man City, I wouldn't put you off having a, a couple of dollars on Man City to win to nil. Brilliant stuff. 
Guys, I think uh, I think we're there. I think we're uh, at the end of the show. Three picks uh, from each of the guys. Some great uh, selections, I'm sure. And of course, a little look ahead to those two big derbies coming up this weekend. Uh, anything anyone wants to add? Any other business before we wrap up this week's show? Well, no, just obviously all the content on all the views on on the on the YouTube channel going up and up and up, and all the subscribers are going up. So thank you very much for for following us and uh, watching our journey. Uh, there's lots of big content coming up across all different sports. Obviously, big times of tennis, golf. The golf boys, Duncan and Neil, uh, on at Golf Betting Club have been on fire. 80 to 1 winner last week. Uh, and that's all available on their, their podcast is on For the Win, which is on the channel as well. And obviously, the build-up to the World Cup. I mean, I'm, I'm looking ahead now for that. which uh, And I'm working on the schedules, which is going to be bumper. So we've got a lot. Everything's going to be covered in the next couple of months here on the, on the Better Rivers Network. Indeed, lots and lots to come. Make sure you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on audio if that is your preference. Please do leave us a review. Leave your comments below. Follow the guys on social. And make sure you follow the account looked after by all of our handicappers at Because We Win. Before we go, before we go, are you at a game this weekend, Harry? Thanks for the video. Man. I am indeed. I am Where at North we? London Derby this weekend. So oh, I'll get big, you a video. We've got a big video <laughs> coming up from the North London Derby. Oh, he was right as well, wasn't he? His pick was last week was right. He was he got it he got it spot on in the first one. Too yeah, good. Impressive. Very Too impressive. Good. Very Too impressive. Good. Be coming for your job soon. What, anyway. What's your what's your prediction for the North London Derby? Um I'm gonna go for an Arsenal win, but a narrow win. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Get, come on and end the show get him off get him off, get him off. you said that the run could end is brilliant and their home record in the North London derby as well is fantastic so that's okay. where I take the confidence two defeats from. in the last 28 if I'm not much mistaken Harry there you go there you go okay. right I'll catch you all guys uh, all soon thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back next week with more until then take care thanks for listening to betting weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network